Hello everyone out there, this is Peter Harris from Commercial Property Advisors, author of the book, Commercial Real Estate Investing for Dummies, and coach and mentor to many commercial real estate investors all across this great nation of ours. Welcome everybody. Hey, this is Peter. I have my co-host Julia with me. Hello, Julia. Oh, hi everybody. And today we're going to go over 2024, what to look forward to in terms of multifamily and commercial real estate. So Julia, this is our annual prediction uh, podcast where we get to yes. share how we think 2024 is going to go. All Thank right. you for having me, Peter. You're, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> and everyone, as you know, Julia is my right-hand person. She is the numbers and management extraordinaire. So <laughs> listen to her. She's very smart. She knows the market inside and out. So Julia, let's get started. Thanks, Peter. Awesome. Yeah, let's dive right into it. This is such an exciting topic. So what is your first 2024 prediction, Peter? All right. My first prediction is probably the most important I'm going to have to say that interest rates are going to drop in 2024. Uh, most people mm -hmm. think, oh, yeah, we we have tamed inflation, and now the Fed's going to drop the interest rates. Uh, well, inflation has has went up a little this last month, but I don't, but my reason for the drop is not that. So I think it's right. because next year is an election year. Mm -hmm. We're going to elect a president next year. And I think if the current president wants to get reelected, he can make himself look really, really good by dropping the interest rates. He can tell the public, hey, the economy is doing better. We're booming. In fact, I'm going to do you all a favor. I'm going to drop the interest rates so we can boost the economy. So that's why I think 2024, yeah. the, my first prediction is interest rates are going to come down. I don't mm -hmm. know how much, maybe a half point by the end of the year, but I think the interest rate uh, rises, the spikes are going to end 2024. So I think right. they're coming down. Mm -hmm. And from a real estate standpoint, I think what that's going to do is that's going to cause transactions to, you know, uh, you know, the last couple of years, transaction volume has decreased because of the high right. interest rates. I, I don't think we're going to have a have an increase. I think the level of, of downward trend is going to maybe be lessened and maybe stabilize a bit before it comes back up, mm -hmm. because now that more numbers uh, on the deals will pencil out now. Because with the lower interest rates, uh, you get more buyers in the market. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I think you'll see a few more transactions going on. I think you see a little more positivity in the market because interest rates are emotional. People see them mm -hmm. coming down, they get excited. Okay. And so there's mm -hmm. a human element there. So I think that human element, and I think it being election year, I think we can count on interest rate coming down a bit next year. And more investors in the market, it's going to stabilize values, maybe even increase them. Yep. So yep. it'd be interesting to see. Yep. Yeah, it is. It is. So we'll see. <laughs> okay. So uh, let me have your input on where you think interest rates are going to go. So go ahead and text me. Right? Text me at 833-942-4516. Text me. So I would like to hear. And here's what I want to hear. Do you think interest rates are going to go up? or down in 2024. So go ahead and, and text me that, or you can also put it in the comments. I'd like to hear from you. Yeah, All that'd right. be great. Awesome. Okay, enough on that one, Julia. Perfect. Next one. <laughs> All right, so what do you have for number two? What's your second prediction here? Well, I think with number two, multifamily, which uh, you and I own the most of, mm -hmm. I think it's going to remain strong and, in I terms know. of pricing 
in terms of rents, I think it's remain strong. Uh, what I mean by strong is I think we should not look for multifamily prices to drop. Some people are waiting on the sidelines. Peter, I'm going to wait until it drops 30%. Then I come in. That's not going to happen. And I think for anyone who has wanted to do multifamily, but will sit on the sidelines in 2024, waiting to see what happens is a mistake. I really right. do. Because, right. you know, I'm older, you're younger, but we're still long-term holders of multifamily. We think long-term. Exactly. That's where you're going to win. You need to get yeah. in the game. Okay. Uh-huh. High home prices, they're going to keep people from buying a home. So that's going to cause that renter pool to continue to increase. It means that we're going to have an increase in long-term renters. So, you know, what's more affordable? Is it more affordable to rent or to buy a house? Well, you think about it, the average mortgage in this country is about $3,400 a month. And the average rent is about $1,800 a month. So do the math. Right, <laughs> there you right go. now, because it's just what you said, it's more affordable to, to rent. So that's going to put downward pressure on the multifamily space and help sustain everything, prices and rents. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, property taxes, insurance, utilities, those are all going to be going up. Have yours gone up? Oh, absolutely, they have. <laughs> and some <laughs> of know, our properties, our insurance has tripled. It's mm-hmm. going to keep going up. Yeah. yeah. Property taxes go up. Utilities go up. Insurance goes up. How does that make multifamily better? Uh, what it does, it, it puts more pressure on the consumer to stay put as a long-term exactly. renter. Exactly. Right? And to mm-hmm. that point, you have this pool of homeowners like you and I who have very low mortgage rates. So why would I trade in and go to an 8% interest rate? So the overall answer to these questions is really that it's going to put demand on that multifamily and mobile home parks too. People are going to be moving to those kind of asset types because the housing prices are unaffordable. And, you know, Julia, I would put on par in terms of positivity for 2024, multifamily and mobile home parks, right? I agree. It's, It's housing. It's a lower level of housing. Ask you this in our country, is this country getting richer or poorer? This yeah. country is getting poorer, unfortunately. It is. And uh, the mobile home park investor or owner, they're looking good for years to come because mm-hmm. of what's going on in our country. So it's a yeah. positive thing. So, right. those of you out there wanting to know what's the best for next year, so Julie and I think it's multifamily and mobile home parks, right? Long oh, you're going to win. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I got another question for you. So, yeah. How much of an impact will maturing multifamily loans have on the 2024 market, in your opinion? Okay, well, that's a hot topic right now, and it has been uh, since the middle of the middle of this year, 2023, right? right? Because if you look at the stats, there was about 49 billion, okay, billion dollars in loans maturing in 2024. It's a big number. In the next 12 months. $49 billion worth of loans needs to be refinanced or paid off. And when you think about it, the person who bought their property a few years ago, now their loan is coming due. Uh, what's going to happen when their interest rates that they were able to get 3%, 4%, and next year they're paying 6 or 7%. Can mm-hmm. they afford to do that? Can they afford a double mortgage payment? A lot yeah. of them can't. So we are going to see uh, distress in the multifamily market because of that. So people are either going to have to sell sometimes at, at a good price or, you know, I don't see a lot of um, uh, multifamily loans going back to the bank. I don't see that because the equity is there. So don't right. expect this to crash the market. It's not going to crash the market, but you will see distress. 
I've already seen it locally here where I am, but it's not widespread, but it's it's going to happen. Right. Some of those deals are going to be really, really good deals. I think so. Value add. Yeah. Value add. There you go. Value add is going to make it a comeback. I believe the later part of 2024, value add is going to be there. Mm -hmm. I think so. Got to be prepared for that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you say prepared, what when when someone says be prepared, what I think is you should be prepared financially. We call this having dry powder. I mean, you know, having your money on the side waiting to go into this market, or have your investor money waiting to pounce on opportunities. They sure are. Forty-nine billion dollars maturing uh, in 2024. I've also read that from 2024 to 2027. Several trillion dollars is going to mature in multifamily loans. It's a lot. Trillion. It's a lot. Think of that yeah. number. It's almost mm-hmm. like an unfathomable number. <laughs> it is. <laughs> so everyone out there, think long-term multifamily. Think yep. long-term. You are going to win. And 2024 is when you should get started if you haven't already. I agree. I'm looking for opportunities. I sure am too. <laughs> yeah. And uh, believe it or not, I think I told you this yesterday. I was outbidded recently. So people are still bidding. Oh, yeah. I was outbid by quite a bit. I recall you telling me this. Yes. (laughs) So it's so multifamily is still still good. And that company, again, you're thinking long term. Exactly. Just like we should. Well, let's switch gears then. Let's start talking about some other asset types because we did cover a lot of multifamily. That's Mm going to be a really good investment. But what about the other asset types? First question for you, self-storage. I always wonder, isn't it? considered a luxury in some markets. And when I say luxury, I mean, is it going to be the first to be cut in a recession? Great question. So during a recession, people will cut back. Mm -hmm. What I like about um, self-storage, and this is already proven with our current students that that you help manage, is they're doing well and they have done well even during the pandemic. Because Mm -hmm. um, when people cut back, they will downsize and put their stuff into storage. That's what's happening. That's what and the, the other thing we talked about this, right? I have friends that are that have things in storage and they also cut back. Well, they didn't cut back on storage because it was only uh, like 90 bucks a month to have this put, put, put in storage, right? So right. it doesn't cost a lot to use storage. So that's mm-hmm. why I, I think in 2024, even if we go into recession, storage is, gonna, is going to be strong. I agree. And so- I think the same thing with, uh, I'm really bullish on industrial and warehouse. Yes. Yeah. I some some areas in the country is overbuilt, but for the most part, it's still strong. You know, years ago, e-commerce caused uh, industrial warehouse stores to kind of go up, and it's it's going to continue. E-commerce is still leading the way. All our students that have warehouses, they're doing really well too. So they I don't are. see that being an issue whatsoever. They are. And our and our latest closing, if you recall, um, the feasibility study said that he should build flex space. Yes. There's a shortage of flex space in Mm -hmm. the city. So there's always opportunity, right? If if you have the space and you have self-storage, why not put maybe, you know, the RV space there, flex space, you know, industrial condos, there's always opportunity to to do that. You just have to know what to put there. And that's what we specialize in, helping our (laughs) students figure out, right? Exactly. Exactly. And that brings us to the mobile home parks and RV parks, like you just mentioned, RV parks. I think those are going to kind of fit together with the multifamily. I think it's going to be lumped into the multifamily predictions that we have in terms of just being positive in Mm -hmm. 2024. It's still the idea that it's a roof over your head. So I think that's still going to stay strong. What's your opinion though on office? Yeah. Well, let me ask you this question on uh, mobile home parks, right? Our current students that own mobile home parks, 
How are they doing? Are they raising their rents? Are they stable? Do they have a lot of vacancies? They are. They're doing very well. They're actually, the vacant units are being re-rented very quickly and they are raising rents. They're doing very, very well with mobile home parks. Again, it's the whole concept of trying to find something that is affordable in this economy, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, that's what they want to do. It's it's a very good time to be an owner of these asset types. Where people need a place to live. Absolutely. Yeah. And the places where you hear our students on, we're talking the entire United States, right? Oh, oh yes. Yeah. We're all over. But yeah, so I was saying office. That's another big one that I think a lot of people have a question on. Office, you know, historically had a decline because of COVID and everything. So what do you think we're going to see <clears throat> in 2024? Well, I'll tell you what I'm currently seeing right now, and then we'll go into what I think is going to happen. Okay. So currently, I'm still out of vacancy, right? I'm in a big city here in California, and I would say we probably have 30 over 30% vacancy, maybe even more. And you can go downtown and it's just like no one down there. And it's kind of scary. So that's the fact of the matter today. And I've seen this year properties that were valued at $200 million, valued in 2021, sell this year for $70 million. I see, um, and I'm talking only California office market from uh, on the uh, the Western side of the United States, from you know Northern California, Southern California, I'm seeing a lot of uh, loan defaults. You know, these big REITs worth hundreds of millions of dollars is handing back, the, mm-hmm. handing over the keys to the bank saying, you know, I'm walking away from this loan for an office building, right? I'm seeing that. And it's because, uh, you know, COVID and everyone's working from home, things like that. So I've seen that this year. So a lot of volatility there. However, there is always kind of a diamond in the rough, right? Where, where you know, there's opportunity. And mm-hmm. where I'm seeing opportunity is that the guys that are suffering are the the C-class office building with the uh, older, not, not looking as nice. But the uh, the A class where I have my office, they're booming. Right, they're booming. Uh, my landlord, my office building is ninety percent occupied. Are hardly anything anything available. So I just right, you know, right in the middle of San Francisco. So the nice office buildings are going to do well. Okay. Right? And the companies that I've seen buy the ones that kind of went belly up, they are dumping hundreds of millions of dollars into those new buildings to make them nice like ours. Yeah. That's what they're doing. That's where the opportunity is. So, uh, yeah. so this is for the big player, right? Not for our average student. This is for the big player, right? So for our that. average beginning commercial estate investor, I would say don't play in that field because we no. have, you don't have to. We have other opportunities for you. Right. That requires mm-hmm. a lot of capital, the repositioning mm-hmm. of an older office to get to that A-class quality. Mm-hmm. Just not for a beginner. It's going to yeah. require a lot, a lot of funding. Yeah. So. Yeah. Are you seeing now people come back to the office? Yes. Yeah. And the big cities near me, they are starting to bring people back to the office. But I think what we're going to see long term, same idea. I think the office is going to level out. Mm -hmm. If there is going to be an increase in office, it's going to be, like you said, a a flex space type use. They're going to do additions to those buildings to make it a class, add the amenities, add all of these beautiful things to it. But again, requires a lot of capital to do that requires a certain company to come in and do that. So yeah, that's what we're going to be seeing. I see that here too. So I'm not too far from Silicon Valley. And yes, mm-hmm. you do see the news of the layoffs and things like that. But for the most part, they're coming back into the office. And yep. how do I know that? Is when you look at the freeways, right? Mm-hmm. The freeways heading down down towards Silicon Valley, those are getting uh, more plentiful of cars. 
So that's yes. how I can tell. During right. the peak of the tech, you can go, you couldn't go anywhere because all the cars were there. And then pandemic happened, the streets are blank, and now slowly it's starting to come back. So office is not going to go away. It will make a rebound. It's going to just be a little bit reinvented, but it's not right. going away. No, I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but just be careful with office. Yes, mm-hmm. I couldn't agree more. What do you have for your third prediction, Peter? Well, third prediction, I wanted to talk about consumer sentiment, right? Okay. How does the average consumer feel about the, the economic direction of our country? Because you think about it, if the sentiment is high, they're spending money, right? Boosting up our economy. If they are fearful or cautious or guarded or do or they do not have a good feeling about our country, they pull back their spending. And that hurts our economy. Right. Yeah, so consumer that. sentiment is really, really important, right? Mm-hmm. It's not talked about enough, but it's really important. And I, I think um, uh, the the average consumer is a bit hesitant or fearful in our economy. I agree. The average American, I think, they think in this time, they think negative, they think fearful, mm-hmm. they're thinking recession. But as an investor, this is really exciting. I see this as an exciting time. <laughs> yeah. This is opportunity. That's the big word that comes to mind for 2024 is opportunity. Okay, everyone out there, Juliet has made a, her prediction. 2024 is the year of opportunity. So everyone in the in the comments, I want you to put in comments right now or send us a text, 833-942-4516. How do you feel about the economy and its, its direction? Okay, Julia says opportunity. What do you say? So opportunity or, you know, tell us. We'd like to hear. We'd like to hear. What do you, what do you think? Exactly. Do you agree with me or disagree? I agree. <laughs> I want to hear. <laughs> I agree because I'm all, you know, I, you know, I tell my wife always, right, when we're driving around and I'll, mm-hmm. see, I'll see a building and I can tell her that building's that landlord's distressed right now. She goes, how do you know? I can tell. Right. right. By the outside or who's there or what's not happening. And mm-hmm. she goes, well, you know, what if we go in a recession? I go, that's even better. And mm-hmm. I'll tell her all about the strategies that we can do to buy such a building and make it better and make a bunch of money. So that's the mentality you need to have. So mm-hmm. these uh, crises that we see are opportunities. Right. And that's this is exactly what we do for our students. Right. How many times have a student, Julie, have brought a deal to you and said it was a dog of a deal? And then you go, wait, did you look at this? Now, all of a sudden, our eyes are open. All of a sudden, we close on a deal to make a bunch of money. How many times has that happened? I couldn't even count, Peter, if I tried. Things always get missed. So So it's the the type of eyes you need to have opened and focused on. All right. It's the perspective. So is your perspective fear, uh, shrinkage? You know, Robert Kiyosaki used to do this loser. I won't use that. That's got a harsh word. But for me, it was harsh at the time because... Back then, 25 years ago, that's how I that's how I looked at uh, risk was was like that, right? right? I didn't realize that you can manage risk with your experience and wisdom and having a good team and knowing your numbers. And that's what we've done, and that's what we do, and that's what you do for our students. And that brings us to the point of you know opportunity. And everybody asks, you know, should we invest today with everything going on, or should we wait? And our answer to that would be waiting is not recommended. What the smartest investors do in this uncertain market, they do three different things. First, they're going to look for the opportunity. Yep. There's always going to be a good deal out there. Yep. Second, they're going to become oh, a oh, so on, on number yeah. one, Julia. So uh, there's always a good deal out there. Some people are going to say, "Oh no!" And if I look online, nothing cash flows. Right? <laughs> Can't look online. <laughs> That's right. That's the problem, right? <laughs> Looking online, 
right? No. What's, what's the solution? Go off market. Uh, all the deals that we have were interviews of our students, uh, the great deals that we show on, on YouTube. I would say, you know, uh, 90% are off market, right? That's what I was going to say about 90%, I would say. Yeah. I should tell you something. Okay. What's, yep. what's, uh, what's, what's next? The second that? I would say would become a nonstop learner of real estate investing. It's a really good time to do that. Let's talk about that for a second. So become a nonstop learner, right? And, you know, I could answer that because that's who I am. That's what you are. You, you're always asking, what am I reading? What am I watching? Send me the video, yes. right? So what? So we tell our average student to be a nonstop learner. What are some things they should do? They're going to be learning everything that they can about the market around them, about the market in our entire country nationwide. It's so important to know what's happening nationwide and specifically in your market learning the deals, learning, basically taking in everything that we train them on, you know, absorbing everything that we're teaching them as far as how to market, how to find good deals, how to analyze those deals, how to bring them to closing, how to structure those deals. Most importantly, especially in this environment with high interest rates, how to structure the deals because the higher interest rates, a lot of time will kill the deal. Yeah. But we have ways to get around that. We have ways yeah. to restructure deals and to make them make sense for both parties. That's really the ultimate goal. So that's what I would say. Yeah, that's spot on, spot on. And I think the most important thing here of what to do in an uncertain market is to make sure you get help, right? Mm-hmm. So get a mentor, especially a mentor that's been through this three cycles and survive them all. That's me. Peter see, Harris. See, see the scars? <laughs> I, I survived say, it. I survived it all. Here. You're, here, you're here to tell the tale. <laughs> that is so true. So you can tell, you know, you and I have a passion for teaching people and helping them do what we've already done. And right. that's what life was about. So you're, you're spot on, you know, get help. And when you say get help, if you want to build a commercial estate portfolio the right way in a smart way, right? Where it could, you could leave a legacy for your family or retire from your job. You need help like from us, from commercial property advisors, right? We have you, we have other coaches with decades and decades of experience in owning thousands of apartment units and commercial space around the country. And that's what they need. Mm -hmm. We can smell a good deal and a bad deal a thousand miles away, right? Absolutely. So, um, you know, Julia, uh, I ever assume who closes on a deal, that deal was their largest financial transaction in their life. And uh, you need help to do that. So if you can take that chance, get help, right? Absolutely. And if you have money and you want to invest and, and you don't want to get help, then don't invest. Just hold on to the money. Because we don't mm-hmm. want you to lose it on something else. Just hold on to it. That makes a good point too. I have another question for you that mm-hmm. brings up with the capital that people have. You always see commercials now about investing in silver and gold. What What are your thoughts on that strategy? Well, that's certainly a strategy. It's a it's a way to uh, diversify. But anything that you put any money into, don't you really want to understand how it works? Mm-hmm. Right. Even though gold is pretty stable and, and silver, these metals. There's a there's a strategy of buying it, like Absolutely. like like buying real estate. Mm-hmm. So what are you going to do? Are you going to study gold? Are you going to study real estate? Pick one. But I can tell you, nothing beats what we do. So right. we buy commercial real estate, apartments, stores, mobile home parks, and we get continuously we get income, we get appreciation that sometimes we can force, and we mm-hmm. get depreciation. We get the massive tax benefits. So mm-hmm. income 
appreciation, depreciation. Can metals, gold and silver do that for you? I don't think so. No, it can't. <laughs> it can't, right? Nope. So if, if there's something out there like that, please let me know. I would like to know. Right? I would like to know. I would too. Yeah. I don't see <laughs> but I don't think so. <laughs> that can do it like commercial real estate. No. Right? I don't there's think so. nothing. All right. So if we leave you, audience, with anything, uh, 2024, we want you to focus, focus on those three things, right? Uh, uh, investing in something that provides income. Number two, investing in something that provides appreciation. And investing in something that where you can get de- depreciation. Those right. three things are key to wealth building, long, long lasting generational wealth building financially for yourselves. All right. Did we exhaust all of our predictions in the forecast, <laughs> Julia? I think that's all of them. I all think right. so. Okay. All right. Well, everyone, so there you have it. So thank you for joining us today. 2024 is going to be an incredible year. Julia just called it. She said it's the year of opportunity. And mm-hmm. I agree 100%. 